Hello and welcome to You and I. My name's Fran. My name's Cameron and this is a podcast started by two university students. Uh, Not sure how much longer we can say that for, but we just want to talk about things that we talk about day to day really. We get quite deep into some stuff when we're having discussions and we end up debating stuff, not to get angry at each other, but because we are passionate about these things and we care about them and ultimately we think they're quite important topics. One we're going to touch on today is quite important to a lot of young people and has been important in our lives. So uh, yeah, we just want to share that with people really and we want to get input on it, see what other people think and uh, yeah, have a good chat. Hopefully, yeah, this podcast should resonate with a fair few of um, of the, the audience. So the first topic we're going to jump into is obviously education. Um, so recently in the news, um, GCSEs have changed the scoring system. So there's no such thing as A stars, A's, B's, whatever. It's all turned into numbers. So we're just going to have a quick little discussion about that. Cameron, yeah. Cameron what are your thoughts? The good old one through nine system that um, no one really knows what's going on with. And it's worth noting that I think we both probably have minor gripes with secondary school anyway. I mean, just to touch on those, I think GCSEs are a strange thing because, and let's get your input as well, but I don't think that they're, a particularly challenging thing even at that level when you're 15 16 i don't think the gcse's really challenge you the way they're made out to challenge you yeah no i agree i think when it comes to gcse's you're either aiming to pass you're either trying to well not fail yeah. for certain for certain kids and the <laughs> others are either going for the a stars and the a's there's no in between yeah. you're either getting the c you're failing or you're getting the a stars there's no in between so the the really clever kids they're going for the top ones the ones that are average they're just looking to get what they do you know, just to get the, yeah. the, the the five gcse's as you need to get into sixth form and college and then the ones that are just trying to not fail <laughs> either failing or not failing really yeah and the, th- the thing about it is as well that a lot of, at least the British education system, up to the point of university, you're, you're getting grades kind of just to push you on to the next step. You're getting GCSEs as long as you get your, your five C's or whatever it is now and you're mastered English. You're just getting that to get into college. You get your college qualifications to get into university and then university, that kind of goes with you throughout your life. But beyond that, no one really looks at your GCSEs after that and I no. think I can I can speak to when I took GCSEs I kind of knew that and I I never revised ever <laughs> for an exam and I, that brings into question exams as well but I, I never revised because I knew that if I was getting B's or whatever which I did kind of without revision because again I don't think they're particularly challenging and that that was sorted you know it would get me into college college would get me well, I didn't know where college would get me after that but it would it would do and that was kind of that it's interesting to think really because I mean like you said they're not challenging they just I understand that they have to settle you in into the whole exam system because don't get me wrong A levels were tough I pretty much well although in A levels if you get an E or a D grade it's classed as a pass whereas GCSE that's a fail I I like messed all my exams up in A level mm-hmm. A level I came out with D's and E's because but because I was much better at coursework and I was getting 100% and 90 whatever percent in it it, it, you know, it covered my back massively yeah so it's a weird system because for the ones that you know, just settling in with just getting the average grades, the C's, the B's. Like, due to the exam conditions, unless, you know, you try hard, and don't get me wrong, I revised for those A-level exams, but I just I completely flopped them. And it was lucky enough that my coursework, you know, sorted, helped me out, really. But it's one of those, like, if I don't think, 
students are being made aware of how much of a step up in difficulty it is from A levels to A level, sorry, from GCSEs because the difference yeah. was just crazy. I remember opening my results thinking I'd absolutely done quality in my exams, I'd revised, I knew all the, you know, from what I thought, and I looked, I got E's and stuff, and I was like, how the hell have I done that? But yeah, no, it, it's, it's a weird one because you mentioned being better in coursework. Would you say that exams are a fair way of representing a student's level at any level, at, at GCSEs, at A levels, is it a fair representation of what someone either knows or can do? The way I think it works with exams is, end of the day, some people can take in information and remember information much better than others. That is just opinion of a reflection of what how well you can remember something quite quickly. Now, as someone who isn't the best writer, obviously, when I was putting pen to paper and obviously answering X amount of questions, whatever, I probably thought that, oh yeah, I was putting the knowledge to paper, whereas another person was probably reflecting it better than I was. I mean, when it comes to coursework, I think coursework is a, a gradual thing over a certain amount of months. You're applying theory, knowledge, you know, written aspects, critical aspects, you know, which you can, you build up your your library of knowledge on the topic. Whereas, don't get me wrong, I can sit down in a room, be given an exam topic, learn all the topics in one go. That doesn't mean I'm gonna remember it because I can't remember later on if I'm not getting asked that same yeah. question and then I'm not gonna know the answer to it. That's, that's the thing, it's, it's kind of how much you can cram into your head. I think anyway, how much you can cram into your head and you can spit out within an hour and then, especially with GCSEs, you kind of just forget afterwards because you don't, if you don't do maths afterwards, you kind of just, well, there goes trigonometry and Pythagoras' theorem or whatever. I'd never use that ever never. again. But it was on my exam paper and I had to know it to pass the exam paper. And it was, I don't think it reflects really what, what people should be valuing in the world. And that, to a degree, isn't reflected I don't think in teaching either because I've mentioned before I was pushed to revise 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 even though I never did and people knew I never did but then I because people knew that I weren't wasn't revising it was being told by some teachers oh you're going to fail you're not going to pass what you what's your future going to be like if you're not revising for these exams and I'm, I'm sitting there knowing I'm going to pass them because there's a base level of knowledge, and that's that you can get through an exam on that, and I'll never need to remember it again. But I don't think it's reflected in teaching either, which is a bit of a, that's my main gripe with it, GCSEs, is that it's exam heavy, and I don't think it should be at that level. And I think teaching, I mean, it's been a while since I've been there, but I think teaching needs to reflect that a lot better than what it did with me, certainly. It's quite interesting to think, really, because when you actually think, going back to well, however old we were, what, 15, 16? Yeah, a while ago. A, what, yeah, a, a long time ago. Um, it's interesting to think, I remember getting my exam timetable, and it was literally like 9am, maths, 1pm, English literature, Monday, Yeah. Tuesday, I don't know, music, in the morning, Spanish, in the afternoon <laughs> I remember I think they crammed maybe 15 exams in oh yeah it's ridiculous it's... in a matter of, of, of two weeks and for any young student how I mean obviously this is saying that like obviously the, some kids do extremely well and it's understandable but that is an absurd amount of stress and pressure I think to put on to a student just to cram as much information into their brain as much as they can, when it, I think I think it it adds to more unsuccessful students than yeah. it is to successful students. Certainly, because I feel like there's a small percentile of students that are very, very, very clever, and I mean they're they're like the top end of the branch, and then obviously you've got the middle area where I think obviously students can't really 
they don't have that ability to just cram all that information in and be able to differentiate it at such a young age. Like, I understand, like, obviously going further ahead now that we specialise in what we're doing now, so it's easier for us. But trying to, 15 exams in, I think, three weeks or something like that is, I think it's just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, really. When you think about it like that, the amount that you're, the only amount of pressure you're putting on young people at that point, especially when, not that it, it doesn't matter for everyone, but for a lot of people, it's just getting past this stage. That's a lot of pressure and a lot of anxiety for people, especially if you don't cope with exams well to do 15 or whatever in two weeks, which isn't unrealistic, it happens a lot. It, it's it's a bit absurd, really, and I, I don't think it's fair. I was gonna say, in the news recently as well, they've actually said that GCSEs need to be harder now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, this is somewhat reflected in this new system they've got going, which, oh, what it does is it takes this kind of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I think, down to U, which is a not qualification. You don't get it because you didn't do it. Um, that now goes one through nine with U at the bottom still because why not keep a letter in there? <laughs> but um, it's, it's really bizarre because what they're saying about difficulty of exams is pushing, I think, pushing people away from getting the top end now because what you've got here we've got this written down is that you've got a star now separated between a nine and an eight at the top of the table and what what was said i think this is on the government website where i read this is that less people are going to be getting the very top now less people are going to be getting nines as a representative of a star than the amount of students who were previously getting A stars, which is almost saying, well, too many students were getting A stars before. But I mean, A, my main right with that is that's obvious because you split A star up. So that percentage of students getting A stars are now being divided between nine and eight. So obviously, less are going to be getting nines because some of them are going to be getting eights. But it also, when you move down, I think. I might have been the education secretary who said that, well, we're looking at this now, a four is a pass and a five and a six are a B grade. So a pass is a C and that's a four. I think she said that less student or more students, sorry, are now going to be getting five grades, which is kind of what's described as a high pass. I'm just going to say when looking on the, the diagram, they, what is it, is it between four and five? Four, four and five, I think four's a the threshold. Low, the lower pass, and yeah. then they say the five is the higher pass. Now, yeah. in my eyes, I'm sorry, it's either one or yeah. the other. So it should be. Nine should be A star, eight should be A, yeah. seven should be B. I mean, it's just there shouldn't be no differentiation between yeah. it, it's just how it should be. Yeah. I mean, if a student has successfully absolutely smashed that exam done really well in it you should reward them with the a star they deserved it yeah don't, it, it don't let them think don't let them think oh right okay did i just scrape it you know was it just was it could it have been even then getting an eight like yeah. oh wait is it an a star or is it an a yeah do you know what i mean it's a, you've got an a star but it's not quite a nine it's not quite the best but it's an a star it's going to make you feel a little bit yeah and what I, worse. what I think this does, having a low pass, is while you're, you're eliminating people from getting the top and you're pushing people up now into the pass threshold, so where people were previously getting these and these, it's now made the system easier. Not that I don't think it was easy enough already, but it's now easier for them to get that four, which is a pass, a low C. So you're going to have so many students now in that kind of C through B threshold which is somewhat meaningless mm -hmm. in essence because you've passed and it's not an A you're going to have so many students in there because you've got the D's pushed up now because it's easier to pass and you've got the A stars pushed down because it's harder to get the top grades you've got a bubble there of students who have just got grades and 
I think that reflects what the system is without saying it. It's it's we want to get people to pass. And the worst thing is, if you if you actually think about it, like you're saying, you're gonna the highest students, the, the obviously the ones that are gonna do well are gonna slowly get pushed down. The ones that are just hitting their averages are gonna be pushed up. So you're probably looking at about you'd imagine a solid fifty percent of students fitting into your five and six grades. Now, as a country, that shouldn't be happening. It should be going from the bottom up. We want to be pushing the students that are failing up to passing. Now, is that a reflect? Now, have they put this system in place because they can see that students aren't performing? Now, is that something to do with the teaching? Is that something to do with the education system as a whole, the exam system as a whole? Like, there are so many factors involved, but they need to find the issue because I don't think this scoring system is going to help because students aren't going to be achieving highly as of much as they were. Yeah. It's a, it's a facade really, isn't it? Instead of making it it harder or easier for students in the exams, they've just messed with the boundaries. So now, where you would have previously gotten perhaps a high D, you're now just classed as a low C and you've passed and move on, that's it. And it, they've done the same thing. It's not harder. What is harder is I read this somewhere that there were parts of maths exams and stuff just not making any sense to students, these whole sections where it didn't make any sense. And what that is inherently doing is, like we said before, stopping them from getting the top, top marks because you can't do that section, it doesn't make sense. So you're not gonna get a nine because you've lost the marks on that section, but you can do the rest of the paper as everyone else can. So there's this standard where everyone's done this minimum amount, but no one can do the top echelon. It's made impossible for anyone to meet that top echelon, anyone to get those, not anyone, but for most people, or the ones you would expect to, which it, it's a bit bizarre to me, really. It, it's just, it's an excuse, I think, this grading system to make things look better. I agree, I agree completely. Now, interesting, you remember we were saying that to get into college or to be accepted into sixth form, now you'd have to get your five C's or equivalent. Now, what are they classing that as? Five fours? What is what is it a lower C? Is it a higher C? Is it a four or is it a five? Do they want five fours or do they want four fives? It's it's whatever Sir wants, really, isn't it? In the end, they whatever that bloke or Sir or Madame at the top, who whatever they want you to get is what you've got to get. I mean, in theory, if we're looking at just five pass grades, including maths and English that should be five four grades but what if what if a four is not enough because i mean a four in terms of marks was probably previously a d correct yeah okay. so is the knowledge there or the expected knowledge what that's you're it. expected to have let's fast forward okay so we've walked up and we've got our we've got our results in our hand and we've realized yes we've just got into we've just got those <laughs> Five, four grades and whatever. Dreams come true. We've just got him. Now where do we go? Sixth form, college, or is there an alternative? Is there an alternative? That's a good question. Where can you go? Or are you just expecting to fall into this, this education system that we've got going and that everyone's seemingly just a part of? Well, this is the thing. I feel like, obviously, the ones that we'll be getting the freeze going down, they end up going to do apprenticeship. Do you know what? I think that there should be, and I hope there is going to be now later on, that more companies take on apprentices, however, that they get a qualification or they get the degree at the end of it. Because if I could rewind time and go back, I, if, obviously if, it was a, if I knew what I wanted to do, that is, I would have loved to have gone into a company, work in the company, and then get my degree at the end of it. Yeah. Because now we're coming to uh, to near graduation, we've learned so many skills and so many, you know, many things. However, we don't know where we're best to apply them to. We don't know what we're good at. Yeah, especially with these kind of courses. And I mean, we can get onto that when we talk about university. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, these degree degree apprenticeships, they do exist, but as far as I know, they're very limited. I've not seen. Or I've not really, I've not known anyone to do them. And I've seen very few advertised, promoted, 
as we want people applying for this. It's it's a very niche thing at the moment, and it could be really valuable, especially. I mean, apprenticeships coming out of secondary school, having done your GCSEs, practical skills, learning these these things that I think the society we can't leave behind. Well-paid jobs as well. Yeah. At the end of the, you know, at the end of the outcome, of, you know, you're qualified and you, I don't know, you're working. They're well-paid jobs if you do well with it. Yeah. You can still earn around thirty. 40k a year yeah. and doing it, a standard plumbing job. It's not about people are passionate about these things as well. It's it's each to their own, but people are genuinely wanting to do these jobs. And I think you leave students at the end of this coming out of secondary school, they've got the GCSEs. Is it really an option or is it frowned upon because you're not in education? And that's it's a tough one because I mean neither of us have done it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to talk about, but it, it's definitely not held in the same regard at the moment. I still, I agree. I feel like some kids may feel pressured into staying in the education system because their mates are as well, and because yeah. well, half the country are as well. In the sense, like I went on to do sixth form because at the time, and I still, I'm so glad I did. But at the time, I thought that was the best decision. However, there were the there were some students that were just scraping the five C's. They were just scraping it, but because all their mates were going to sixth form, although it was probably a bad decision because they ended up having to drop out or failing year twelve and having to resit. I mean, the amount of resits in year twelve is crazy. Mm-hmm. I I know so many kids and even friends that have gone on to resit year twelve because they just didn't expect the jump in difficulty. Yeah. I mean, that's, although I understand, but that's a year lost. I mean, it happens and it's quite funny to think that the ones that have gone to sixth form saying, yeah, do you know what, I've gone to sixth form and there's this horrible perception with college. Like, there's a horrible, there's a horrible perception to do with college in the sense that like, the ones that have gone to do the level two courses, which is three years, have actually only gone and finished at the same time as the lads or the girls that have gone in to do sixth form thinking yeah. they're going to finish it in two years, but they failed the first year. Yeah. So they're going to have to finish it in three years. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing because in this country, you get the option. When you leave secondary school, you can go and do a BTEC, which is kind of the practical option, I suppose. It's very coursework oriented. No matter what you do, really, it's, it's hands on you're doing things and then you get the A-levels where it's more, it's academic, it's exam based for the most part, which is where people slip up a lot of the time. And what these are currently seen as is they're kind of equal. These, unless you're looking at the highest universities, the Russell Group ones, where they want you to have A-levels, really. A lot of courses, I would say, you know, we don't take BTECs unless it's accompanied with X or Y qualification because you've not got the skills that you got from the A-level, which I think is fair enough. But yeah, you get the option to move into a BTEC. And I did that. I moved into an IT BTEC and I came out of it with a triple distinction after two years, which in the coursework I did and where the grade I got was deemed to be the equivalent of a triple A at A level. Yes, it's crazy. I mean, I I can just speak to the work I did and what I've heard of A levels. I don't think the amount of work that I did really reflects a triple A at A level. And then I think I think an argument to that would be though that because obviously you've special specialised in just one subject, so you're the wider knowledge that you're having to apply to doing your work is probably not as much as the A-level students. Because when I did at my A-levels, I did media, I did uh, English language, and I did theatre studies. Although you could probably say that one way or another, they're all interlinked. Do you know what I mean? There's a wide scope of it. I mean, but then it's it's interesting to say, at the end of the day, though, you've got your triple distinction, well-deserved, you put the work in, you got equivalent to three A's and you've got yourself to university. 
Now, would you argue that kids would be are going to college and getting into university because of the, the ease of it? Is it easier? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it without a doubt is easier to get the grades you need to qualify for college in, in the equivalent UCAS points by doing a BTEC, I think. I mean, for, for a lot of people it will, it will be dependent on whether or not they're practical, whether or not they're academic, whether or not they think in the way that exams ask you to think and the way you cram knowledge like that, or whether or not you're, you're the hands-on kind of guy, you're, whether you do, I don't know, hairdressing or something that you can do that kind of thing in a BTEC. And that suits you a lot more. I, I do think that there's a discrepancy in difficulty and a lot of, I can say probably a lot of students who do BTECs that I've seen, not to talk them down. And again, I don't think in a similar way to GCSEs, I don't think there's a huge relevance to grade and real world capability here. I, I think that they're a million miles apart still, but I think the ones who do BTECs perhaps would, I mean, I can say I probably would have done worse at A-level. I wouldn't have got the same grades. I wouldn't have got the same points. And I mean, I had an offer from every university I applied to because of the amount of points I had. But if I did A-level, I probably wouldn't have been in that position. And not to say it's a bad one. Again, it's an option. And if you're more practical, by all means, a BTEC's a great way to go. So I feel like a teacher should be able to recognise the difference in students of academic and practical. Yeah. Now, although I would put, I would probably place myself in in between both. You know what I mean, I'm, you know, I'm visually and practically able to do stuff, and it's you know, I always thought I was better doing that hence why i did good in my media a level because a lot of the coursework was producing i was practically good at producing hence why i achieved an a overall so but then again they would jump into like um unfortunately i had to take well i didn't have to but theater studies our, our a level system was really annoying where we had blocks and we had to pick a subject from each yeah, block I, I don't understand it <laughs> so i was limited to doing like history geography, theatre studies, um, French, which I couldn't do because I didn't do French. So I was pretty much stuck to doing theatre studies. So I did that for the two years. However, I don't know, I didn't know anything about theatre studies. <laughs> I didn't do drama, I had to take up drama. Although practically drama was all right. And later on I ended up doing very well in because I had to create the design of the set, which was fine. When I went into the exam, I had to reset my year 12 exam because I flopped it. I had to, to which I retook. I had to do that alongside with my year 13 exam and I flopped that as well. I even did worse in my year 12 exam reset than I did the first year <laughs> because academically I wasn't good at it. Although obviously later on obviously I, I ended up going to university and that's fine. I feel like teachers could have seen that I was better practically than academically and probably suggested maybe the college route however they knew that it wouldn't test me because like we've just said the difficulty the debt sorry the no the different the difference in difficulty between the two is quite like quite large really isn't it yeah I, I also think that that needs to be made clearer to people when they're applying to college that there is a difference between the two between BTEC and A level that a BTEC without other qualifications will hinder your chances of getting into top universities. Kind of, you're thinking top twenty year, but it that will hinder your chances because it's not looked at in the same way. I mean, I don't think I ever really had that explained to me, and it's not that I want to be at a top university mm -hmm. like that. But in a situation where I'm leaving college and I do want to be there, but I can't, and I I didn't know that beforehand. I think that that needs to be made a lot clearer to people when they leave school that this your choice here it kind of does impact your future and what you go on to do from then on no i completely agree going back to with um 
GCSEs and how they want to raise the difficulty. Now, surely they need to reassess the difficulty in college and BTECs because if you obviously you've got your your, your triple distinctions, you got you know you got your three A's equivalent. Now compared to you thought you got that quite easily. Yeah. Now surely, surely, there must be a thing where they've just got to look into the difficulty in college work and raise the bar just because, for instance, if you you did well like for for the university that we needed, you didn't need those triple distinctions. So, in the sense that what I'm saying is, do you think they need to raise the level of difficulty in the sense that if a college um, student goes on to university? then they have the ability and the knowledge and the the just the, the traits that they need to do well at university. Because you've got to remember they don't know how to do an exam anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean absolutely. It's, I mean, it's dependent on what you do, I suppose, at university, because, I mean, what we've done, it's not particularly exam heavy. And so Correct. you can get away with that knowledge of how to do coursework, how to just churn out work yourself not just bundling knowledge up and storing it Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean I think there's definitely a discrepancy in the kind of skill set you get once you leave college with those two different kinds of qualifications and whether or not it needs to be addressed I'm not sure I just think it needs to be made clearer to people if this is what you're looking for you know the academic route the top university kind of route, take A levels and work hard on A levels because you'll have to mm-hmm. um, take the right ones. But if you kind of you're not so bothered about that, you want to get stuck in on stuff, do a BTEC. Start earning. Yeah, it's absolutely fine to do. Or an apprenticeship, like we mentioned, you don't have to stay in education. No. You can you can do an apprenticeship and you can probably be offered a job at the end of that. So it's it's a it's a weird one because there are these options and they are all different and you're coming from a background of GCSEs where everyone's on this level playing field for the most part and you're not really I don't think most people are being challenged to the peak of their ability at GCSEs when like you said you go on to A levels you are you go on to B tech perhaps maybe less so um, and you go on to an apprenticeship it's a completely different skill set entirely but yeah, it's an interesting one and it, it it doesn't hinder you, but it affects your chances going forward. I don't think it's necessarily college that needs to be changed. I think the whole education system from secondary schools through college could be looked at and how they relate to each other, but... Definitely needs to be reassessed, I believe. Yeah, certainly. Why, why do you think that half of the UK's teenage population versus 18 year olds plus go to university. Why are we putting ourselves in nearly 50 grand's worth of debt just for a degree? Why are we doing it? It's the done thing really, isn't it? I mean, we spoke about the education system just being on this ladder. You know, you're in it. Are you gonna get out of it really? It's, you know, you've come so far why not just go to university and that I mean it's part of the reason why I came to university I mean why did you why did you choose university at the end of A-levels I thought like uni was the only choice there you go it's it's the done thing to many people and especially now it's so accessible like you've got these these kind of met unis well that was the way we described them where Mm. Manchester met I think I Labelled Birmingham City as one. Uh, you've got a Leeds Metropolitan. Yeah, there's low, low Leeds Trinity Leeds. are all classed as Metropolitan. Yeah, where BTECs are more than accepted. The grade boundaries to get in aren't really that um, high. Sorry, they're quite low mm-hmm. for the most part. There's a lot of there's a churn of courses as courses come in and going all the time, and. They're yeah. creating them out of thin air, really, aren't they? There's yeah. thousands I mean, and thousands it, of courses. It's, it's bizarre. This is the thing with the university, is that they want as many people effectively now, I think, going as possible. Because 
It's nine grand a year. It's business. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, is it a money game? Of course it is. Is that the answer? Of why do we go to university? Or why do people want us to go to university? Is it just the money? I mean, there's a fair few... There's a fair few people that we see in our class. I mean, you know, you've you've done your three years of university. You know, you wanna you wanna do well. You're paying nine grand a year. You're gonna put yourself on top of your loaning your grant. You're gonna put yourself three years with a hefty debt. And these ones are just coming out with forty percent. Yeah. Now, I'm not one to judge, but I'm not. This is my personal opinion. I'm not gonna go to university, pay nine thousand a year just to come out with a third well, or this, two two. This is the thing with university now, is I think that without offending anyone, it's made to appeal to the lowest common denominator because it's a money game, because you just want people through the door. I mean, perhaps they're being a little bit more selective now, but for a long time, intake intake numbers are just rising and rising and rising and as far as I'm concerned especially where we are it's kind of just a university getting people in and getting them out with passes you've got your 40% that's a pass you know regardless of regardless of your debt mm-hmm. you've got your pass so that's that's it you're out this is talking from personal experience with a metropolitan university. Yeah. No, this this is this isn't as a whole. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking this as a whole. Yeah. I'm sure they're not taking uh, Oxford students just I'm to get, <laughs> just to get the pass now. But no, um, I'd hope they're doing well. <laughs> you'd hope so. They're the, they're the they're the ones that. No, I think this is where a lot of our opinions come from, and this is probably why. I mean, the first two bits, secondary school and college, they're shorter topics because, I mean, they're not meaningless, but they're a little bit more. They're the lead up to. University. Yeah, but, but universities where we have opinions. No, of course, we, many, many opinions. Yeah, we know what we think. We, we debate this a lot. And yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot going on that we don't agree with in university. And it might just be the, could just be the one we go to. <laughs> Absolutely could just be, but I, I don't like the way that it's easy, relatively easy to get in. I think most people could do it now if you've gone to college come out with grades you can probably apply to a university i don't think that the final it's not the final tier of education but it's seen as that you know it's when you move away from home it's when when it gets serious yeah and it's what you carry on into the real world it's the independence that you learn from it yeah i don't think that that should made be made to be a walk in the park and oh you've got a pass well done yeah move on get a job so this is this is the thing like year on year we see statistics and all these things on how long it takes for a university graduate to get a job yeah now i understand depending on obviously the d- degree type and what the, there are less jobs more so than others and what do you know etc yeah however how would you feel knowing that you've paid 30 grand, whatever it is. I'm sure tuition fees are going up as well. I know they they capped it. They said they weren't going to go up, but they said they were going to go down. The government (laughs) don't know what they're doing with education. As if they go down. First of all, they were going up. Well, so they started at 3,000. Yeah. And it still is. Is it Scotland where it's still 3,000? No, it's free in Scotland now. Is it free? Education's free in Scotland. Go to Scotland. No, I know. I should have moved there before I I came to university for five years. Scotland's free. In Wales, it's three thousand a year, right. and in England, it's now nine thousand two hundred and fifty, I believe. I think it's cheaper in Ireland as well. Most probably, yeah. I would expect it because England's expensive. However, point is being that, like, why go? To, it's horrible to see the statistics, and obviously, the government have got to look into this as well because they're putting young kids in ahead of a lot of debt because universities expensive I, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes up in the next five years because of what of what it is <laughs> government <laughs> knowing them and the fact is you're going to university you want to learn you're, you're paying this much you're going to learn at this amount of, you know what i mean you're going to learn all these skills you're going to learn academic knowledge why is it so hard to get a job i mean in essence the difficulty of the job i mean we're not creating more jobs for the most part i mean 
our sector is a bit different working in digital jobs are appearing more and more because tech grows tech's more so as well as marketing businesses yeah. is growing there are more businesses being yeah. you know, more startups you know, entrepreneurship is as high well as it's, high as it's ever been yeah. it's just going to grow and grow and grow but at the same time you're just churning out more and more and more low standard graduates who are classed as graduates and who are bumping up their statistics of graduates that aren't getting jobs because there's just so many of them and that I mean the best rule of eyes I've no doubt mm-hmm. you know but it then speaks to the fact that these these low standard graduates the ones who are getting kind of two twos scraping the passes what have they done for those three years at university is it just another three years of them sat in the education system comfortably because they don't know how to get out yeah because there's no there's no other defined path it's the done thing and people want it to be the done thing because the done thing makes more money unfortunately you know i mean how much debt are we going to be in if you're looking at nine grand a year five grand maintenance a year that's just it's going to be it's going to be shy of 50k at the end of it plus yeah. interest they don't tell you about the interest that's it that's where they get yeah and money 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 i know i know it's, it's i think it's important now talking from experience as well obviously we're close to graduating now and there's a there's obviously talking about percentage of graduates not getting work now there is just this whole pressure of now you've not you education systems essentially finished with you're not getting any free money <laughs> you're not getting any free loan maintenance loan all this stuff maintenance grants all of that's gone how are you going to earn and there's just this unbelievable pressure for potential graduates think you've got to get a job you've got to get a job realistically you're still young you cross that bridge when it comes to it i've been re- i've been looking into so many job graduates and all this stuff and i'm just thinking that i've done three years of education i've been doing education since i was four so i've been in the system for what 17 years and sometimes you just gotta take a break yeah i and mean it's, and it's okay to more importantly this this is hammered home to us now coming on graduation almost every week of are you applying for jobs are you talking to employees are you doing this are you doing that is everything perfect for you to get a job when you leave university when realistically it doesn't have to be like that and it's again i think similar to the way they're bringing so many students in i think it's prioritizing the wrong kind of thing i think yeah like you said at a young age you don't have to be so oriented around get it done get it done get it done stay on the ladder keep progressing keep progressing there's room for a break there's room for you to figure these things out i mean even if we're in theory both first class students there's still room for us to sit there once we graduate and think right what exactly do i want to do i mean we might not be able to do it right away i mean if we want to do a master's we'd have to apply for it mm-hmm. it might take a year to do that but there's still room for us to take a step back to sit and think right what do i want to do where do i really want to be what ladder do i want to be on do i want to stay on this ladder do i want to be on it immediately i mean all of these different things but this thing who knows like there is no i mean it's person by person isn't it it's not there is no answer i mean i had a phone call with my mum the other day and she called me and she was i said she's still applying for jobs and i just said to her no i'm obviously stressed (laughs) i'm stressed with deadlines i'm not really looking and she goes don't worry she just said to me like don't worry about getting a job you've got you know you've got something you've got something to come back home to if you need to get a little bit of an income you know you can go back to the restaurant that you work at don't worry about that. Don't worry about getting a grad job straight away. Just, you know, you've, you've been in the education for 17 years. Yeah. Have a time off. It's a long time. It's a long time. A long and time of every year. It's really weird. She made me, she said like, Fran, you've got to remember, you're 21. Yeah. You're young. <laughs> I mean, we see, we see people so stressed out, putting pressure and more pressure and more pressure on themselves because if they're not getting these these deemed appropriate jobs 
then they're not doing the right thing and it, it's stressful because I mean there's anxiety that comes into that there's probably an assortment of mental health issues that can be linked to this but it, it's it's ridiculous the way there's so much stress around you've got to do this you've got to do that once you're at university you've got you've got to do it this way and you once you leave you've got to be but it, it doesn't really I don't think it reflects a real world I don't at all I've I just feel like when you come when you, as you become older and you become adult you've just got to realize you can make your own decisions you don't need to listen to what the rest of the crowd are doing do you know what yeah. if other people are applying for grad jobs and if they if they're successful if they're failing, if they're not getting them if they're getting them whatever good for them because at the end of the day you will get a job later on it's like who's to say you're not going to get a job you you're going to have to get a job later on in life <laughs> it doesn't point, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> when or where or why or who for and for how long at the end of the day you're going to have to because that's the way life really works but it doesn't matter when you get it because there's i realized that i was getting so stressed and i was taking time out applying for these grad jobs and i'm not gonna lie final year the workload's ridiculous and it's a, it's it's as you expect it to be it's a lot how do i have time to be spending two hours applying for a grad job that's trying to get me to do all these tests and all these personality tests and all this stuff and then they want a cover letter then they want a CV oh I'm not going to lie this might be me being lazy or me being quite critical but I've got better I've got more time I've got better things to do with my time I don't don't think you're wrong because the people who are are on top of it on top of it doing all of this stuff all of the time they don't get time out and they don't step back and just think for a minute and just think what am I doing? What am I doing with this time? Like I'm making all like hundreds of personalized cover letters and hundreds of personalized CVs. Get it might get you a job, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But I think you've got to think about well-being. You've got to think about mental state at this point as well. Is it's especially important now because look, we've mentioned pressure. I think you've just got to take a step back and think. Right, what's really important right now? Well, you need to get work done. Because graduation don't move, a job can move, or job applications can move, a graduation don't move. It's it, it's your one shot. But you need that time out as well, you need your time to relax, put your head to rest, just think, right, I can relax for a bit, and that's that. But ultimately, yeah, you have got to apply for a job eventually, and hopefully a degree will help with that. I think this is one of my other gripes with the university, and the education system as a whole, is that you're going to be competing especially in practical fields i mean i do web development Mm -hmm. you're going to be i'm going to be competing with people who don't have degrees who probably have a similar level of experience but definitely have a similar if not better knowledge level of knowledge of the area that i'm in Mm -hmm. and they learn that without a degree and I, i i often say to people that I learnt what I learnt practically and technically without the education system. I mean, it's facilitated, but it hasn't enabled it. Quite a funny story. I no, I agree partially. I mean, it's a bit it's a bit different with marketing. I mean, marketing is constantly changing. Like, there's no there's no definition. There's no one definition for marketing. It's you know it's it's perceived in loads of different ways and whatnot. But last mm. year for one of our units. We had to create a poster. I went on YouTube. <laughs> I watched a 13-minute tutorial. I replicated every move that this person did on Photoshop. And I got 90 out of 100 for that poster. It took me 13 minutes. Yeah. Why is it that easy? Then it's, different. it's different because obviously that's... Yeah, I mean, things that are more, more theory-based, I suppose, at university, when you're writing reports, dissertations, all this stuff. It differs a bit, but I mean, for the most part, I feel like in the, in technical fields, I think you need to sit there and ask yourself, do I even need formal education for this? Or can I learn all of these technologies or whatever? Can I learn the theory? Can I apply it a bit? Can I make myself a portfolio? 
put a nice CV together and can I then apply for a job and get the same job that a graduate is probably going to be getting because there's so many graduates at the end of the day and that are probably mid to high level not the highest end but high level graduate is probably going to be competing with people who don't have degrees but yeah, where, where's that three years gone in essence and also like it's quite funny to think I walk into my lecture there are probably 400 to the course and that's just one university out of a potential 140 in the country and that's that's 400 students doing marketing I'm sorry about there and let's on average add that to how many universities across the country yeah, a lot <laughs> there are a lot of universities there aren't that many jobs for that many students no. in the I mean as business as a whole you know it's a very popular course so a lot of people want to learn business marketing and finance and all that stuff but there just aren't enough jobs for the students and it's quite a worrying fact that in the sense that I feel pre although I was always going for the first and I'm aiming for the first I know for a fact if I've got my CV and I say that I've got a marketing degree and I say that I've got a 2-1 what differentiates me to any other of those potentially let's say 300 other students in that lecture other than obviously past experience or whatever academically nothing well a grade a grade in essence a grade whereas a now I know for a fact that there's going to be such a there's going to well there's going to, you'd hope there's going to be a small percentage of people achieving that first and then that reflects positively on myself however then again though, that's just more pressure being added because I know that there are going to be less jobs for me to be able to achieve because there are more people on the course yeah and it's just a never-ending cycle I think an interesting point touching on the fact that we're going to be competing with people who don't have degrees who have good knowledge good practical theoretical technical knowledge and they don't have degrees they don't need degrees perhaps do you maybe regret university in any way regret coming to university do you think that if you just kind of got your head down for a bit studied a bit or maybe even just went into the real world got a job do you think you'd be in a better position a happier position it's hard to say because reflecting on university i i've had a, an amazing time like obviously I went with a few friends we had the best three years and I know for a fact that I wouldn't have been able to have had those memories if I went into let's say full-time work I think more importantly if I obviously I knew I wanted to go into doing marketing that slowly the big companies starting instead of taking marketing uh, marketing graduates like university graduates take A-level graduates, whatever you want, do you know what I mean? Yeah, qualified, qualified, qualified students. students yeah. And then build them up through the company. Um, and then you're learning in-house real knowledge, which we've learned as we've gone on with university. Don't get me wrong, I believe we've obviously learned other important skills that we may have not learned, that could, may have not be learned in a, in a business. However, it's, it's, it's hard to say if I would not do university. Don't get me wrong, I've had my fair few arguments with a few teachers, <laughs> as we know, because I've had my disagreements. Yeah, some, some of them don't budge with their ways, yes. we could say. <laughs> so, some of the, the way it's done is the way it's done, and that's that. I just feel, I think, more importantly on the topic, if you know 100% that you want to go to university and that you're happy with your decision, if you are in university, then it's a really good decision. But don't feel pressured in going to university for the sake that your friends are going or the, no. the, for the sake that you think that there's no other option because that's a lie. People take gap years. Loads of people take gap years. If you've deferred for a year... You're going to find yourself. <laughs> you, can, you can't go travelling. I went travelling for a little bit in my summers. It was great. 
However, you, if you take a gap year, you don't necessarily, and you defer, you don't actually have to go to university. No. You can come back and you can take a job and do whatever it is. And there's loads of people going into university and I'm not going to slag university off as much because I've done it. And now hopefully I'll get a great grade at the end of it. However, more importantly, it's the fact of trying not to stick to um, the system, the ways of how everything's going, not to follow friends and just to be true to what you want at that one time. Yeah, I think think about what is important for you at the end of the day. It's more, because I often sit back and say, technically, the knowledge I've learned from university in three years, three whole years, I probably, I could have learned off YouTube in six months and I could, technically I could be in the same similar place, but university, it's an enabler for a lot of things. It's, I'm connected with employers. Yeah. You're connected with employers. Many. We, we've had opportunities. We wouldn't have had otherwise conferences, talks. It's, it's a good experience, but I think at the end of the day, I, I think in a technical field, a fast track could just be maybe do it yourself. If, if, if the resources are there, mm -hmm. which they are now more and more, then you perhaps don't have to follow that ladder. But it's case by case. I mean, I look back and think maybe I should have done that, but I'll never, ultimately I'll never know. Okay, obviously, it, obviously it depends on, but, obviously you do a very specialist course, which can be taught independently. Yeah. And even here's a quick argument. We say three years full time, okay. I understand obviously you've got to have your independent learning, like I'm spending hours and hours and hours of my own time doing my dissertation. Years one and two, if we did how, if university worked the same as when we were doing our GCSEs, when we have five one hour lessons every day, we would finish university in a year. Yeah. Less, not even not even a year. It's a bit, our term starts at the end of September, end of I September, think. Finishes uh, middle of December, then we get three weeks off. There's yeah. a week in between there as well for half term. We come back middle of January, we finish um, before April. Yeah. And then that's it, we're done. We have one yeah. exam. There's yeah. no more lessons. I mean, it's six I, months of teaching. My major project is in, in a couple of weeks. After that, I've got two smaller submissions. I say smaller, they're, they're classified the same in terms of grade weight, but they're smaller in terms of workload. And that's that. After March, I don't think I have to come back for any lectures or any. I can. I'm done after March, and I've only been here since September. What a dream! And then and you get one more student loan. Nine thousand pounds a year mm. in tuition fees, and it's, I mean, it's not even a year, is it? That's a discrepancy. I mean, first year doesn't count. Exactly. First yeah. year, first year doesn't matter. That we've not even said that yet. But first year, forty percent. First year is to get you into that groove. Yeah. When you've been in the education system the whole time, any most people have been in the education system yeah. the whole time anyway, and you're relearning things that you already know, and that's that's nine grand a year. That's if you've moved away, that's up to five grand, probably more, a year in maintenance. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what's that first year getting you? <laughs> it's crazy to really you really reflect and dig deep on it yeah. all we're coming close to an hour now Cameron yeah I mean it's a first episode that's it it's a rambly first episode I've noticed throughout that it was a little bit all over the place but it's getting started that's it it's more of a thing of just chatting yeah chatting and hopefully some of the audience resonating yeah because I mean we do this Anyway, we'll, we'll sit together, we'll be doing work and then someone will bring up a topic. And that's it. And we'll, I mean, we're not, we should say, we're not educated entirely on this stuff. We're not experts on education or on any of the topics we're going to talk about. We don't have numbers. We're not, we're not great at it, but we do have thought through opinions. Mm -hmm. and we debate this day to day, like we said, we we sit there and argue 
and it, it's valuable because I don't think stuff like this certainly I don't think it's being talked about enough it's being touched on but it's not being talked about enough and people are in confusing places because of it you leave you leave secondary school you're thinking well I've got these options mm -hmm. maybe if you want to do an A-levels I'll just do A-levels yeah and then you go you leave your A-levels and you think well everyone's going to university you're told that these fees don't matter because you'll never pay them back and you may or may not that's another thing and then you could drop you could drop out there's yeah dropouts everywhere ultimately there's still a lot of confusion and it's not being talked about enough and i mean there are other topics as well that we're going to touch on soon that are not talked about enough in a similar sense but that's the main point of it really we're not trying to be experts we're not trying to force our opinion but we're just having a chat and we're just getting it out there that this stuff matters and that we don't think it's necessarily right as it is. It needs work. So we ask, join the chat. Let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts, experiences, how your education system's going. And yeah, you'll hear again from us soon. So thank you for listening. I'm Fran. I'm Cameron. And this is you and I.